You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. Go to riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. For God so loved the world, all of us, you and me. He loved us so much he sent his only son, Jesus. The firstborn of creation, sent to take our place, to bear our burden, to suffer our consequence. We were far from God. But God didn't want to be far from us. Jesus came to bring us home. As a prodigal returns to their father, so too could we return to our Creator. A simple plan with just one requirement. Belief. For whosoever believes in Him will not perish, but will have life. Life eternal. At the very heart of God is love. Indescribable, unrelenting, unstoppable love. That love shines a light guiding us home for God so loved the world. All right, so last week I started out with Are You In or Are You Out? with John 3.16 For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. In John 3.16 and we love that verse. We know that verse. It's one of the first verses we memorize and it's not just believe that, yeah, I believe that can happen, or yeah, I believe that that, that exists. Uh, for instance, you might say that you believe that a canoe will take you down the river, but you don't truly believe that canoe will take you down the river until you actually get in the canoe and you say, okay, let's go down the river. I believe that this canoe will take me down the river. Um, when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, Greek word pustuo, when we place, when we believe with all of our being, that Jesus Christ is Savior and Lord, that He died on the cross and He rose again, and He offers us an opportunity to be saved when we truly believe. Like if we were drowning and we clung on to uh, whatever we were handed by their lifeguard or uh, the hand that tries to pull us up out of the water, when we truly believe we are saved through Jesus Christ. Are you in or are you out? Are you a believer? Are you an unbeliever? Because we love that verse, and like I said last week, if you scroll down the page a little bit, or if you read down the page a little bit, anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. You read a little more in the Bible, and you find out that everybody lives eternally. They're going to either live in God's presence or separated from God's presence. And eternal torment is what the Bible says, and it's so hard to read those words and say, how can a loving God do that? To read those words and say, how could somebody live forever separated in darkness and torment and hell, all of that, how can that be? And I can't tell you that I can fully comprehend it, but I do believe the Bible and Jesus said it over and over again. So many times 
we look at the Bible and we're like, well, you know, those could just be words made up by men. But Jesus Christ said it, and it is for us today. And that is God's plan that He has revealed to us through His Holy Spirit. So you can accept it or you can reject it, but you will spend eternity based on the choice that you make. There's all sorts of theology that ties into uh, elect people, called people, the Holy Spirit calls you to be saved. We don't have time to talk about all of that, but basically, if you don't have Christ in your life, you will not spend eternity in His presence, eternity in heaven. Are you in or are you out? If you struggle with questions, if you uh, are on the fence, talk to me. I would love to talk to you or give you some resources or try to help answer questions that you might have. But it's so important because you think, and I think, that we're probably going to live for a long time. I mean, supposedly the average person like me lives to be 80-something nowadays, and I hope I don't because I don't have that much saved up for retirement, but who knows? God can provide. So my current retirement plan is called The Rapture, though I've been encouraged to write a book, but I want to write a book about things to reveal things in people's lives, and I'm waiting for them to die. No, not you. But um, I'm just kidding. It's like, what do you mean? So, just kidding. But nonetheless, we could die at any moment. Car accident icy roads, uh, choking on our food. Uh, there's just so many weird ways people die that when you wouldn't expect it. Uh, some, somebody went on vacation, stepped out into the street, got hit by a car and died. So not the vacation they were planning on. So you need to have your eternity settled now. You need to know where you're going. We'd like to, uh, just, I'd like to just take a few minutes to focus on that whole idea of the afterlife. So in 1 John 3, It talks about God's love for us. It says, See how very much our Father loves us. For He calls us His children, and that is what we are. So these are believers in Christ. These people that say, we're all God's children, didn't read the Bible. Because Jesus said that our Father is the devil. Uh, He's a liar. Unless we are adopted as children of God, and to as many as received Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. So when we're adopted as God's children, when we're saved, adopted as God's children, Then, He is our Heavenly Father. This is a verse for Christians. See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know Him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but He has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He really is, And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure just as He is pure. Someday, we're going to see Jesus face to face. Someday, we're going to be in the presence of all of this spiritual stuff that we can't see, that we've heard about, but angels and all the things that are going on around us that we can't see, but the Bible explains and talks about. It's going to become our reality, and we are going to be in the presence of the Lord. It's going to be an awesome, wonderful eternity going to be so perfect, but we don't know everything about it. How could God even explain it to us, all the things? I mean, 2,000 years ago when this was written, how could He explain to us all the things in the future? We don't really know, but we trust. Now say I wanted to go fishing, and I got Babe Winkleman to come guide me fishing, and so he says, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to take this boat, and we're going to take this secret path, and we're going to do this and that, and I'm going to go, cool, whatever you say, I trust you, I know you catch fish. And so I'm just going to go along with it, because I totally trust, and I don't know 
And you might, fishermen don't tell you everything that they're going to do. Matter of fact, I went fishing one time, and the people, the guy from my church, he's like, I should blindfold you, but since you're a pastor, I know you're not going to tell anybody where we, where we went. So we went in his truck down this abandoned road uh, in this, well, I can't even tell you that. But anyway, to this lake, affectionately called Lost Lake. And we went fishing. And every time I'd put the hook in, I'd catch a fish, I'd reel in a bass, he'd like, throw it back, there's bigger ones. Catch another one, throw it back, there's bigger ones. And this is what we did the whole time, was we just caught fish, and it was really awesome. But Jesus is promising you an awesome eternity, all you need to do is trust. You can't explain everything, you don't know everything about it, the Bible gives you some clues, some ideas, but it's going to be awesome, you just got to trust, and it's way better than the alternative. So it's not all explained, um, some great resources. Uh, people uh, try to speculate all the different things in heaven and try to take Bible passages and turn them into um, descriptions and maybe, maybe not. We will figure it out when we get there. But God loves us so much. And when we are in Jesus, we spend eternity with Him. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. So we give you right now media because we want you to be growing all week long. Our goal isn't for you to come to church and for you to just hear me or Dan or somebody say something and then that's your spiritual education. Uh, we hope that you come here and that you're encouraged and that you uh, maybe hear something that encourages you or you show up and you encourage the people around you, that you see yourself more as a team player than just a customer, that you see yourself as somebody that's part of the body of Christ, part of the family, and your goal is to help win lost people to Christ, help build the people around you up in their faith, help people to become mature and get involved in ministries and help those people that are serving in ministries to uh, maybe even find their way into full-time ministry or, or whatever. But together, uh, that's our part in the church. So you are not customers. You're part of the family of God. And together we come here on Sundays to worship the Lord and to encourage each other. Maybe I have nothing to tell you that you don't already know, but you show up, you encourage the people around you, you make some friendships with people, and you extend God's family in this region. That's awesome. You go to the Right Now Media, that's our video service that you can not only download, it's stream on your phone, but you can download it if you have an iPhone device or an iPad. Uh, you can uh, turn it into audio mode, so you can turn it like an audio book, because a lot of these are like seminars and things like that. And you can watch these programs on your TV, on your uh, Roku or your uh, Fire Stick or uh, all these different things. It's free. You just sign up for it. You go to our website, riverrockchurch.com slash right now. Uh, put in your email address, and then they send you out the subscription link, and you can get access to like 20,000 programs. So I was looking on the programs. I watched some of this stuff again during the week. Uh, you can speed up some of the videos, too. I really like that. So I'm kind of a 1.5 speed kind of person, sometimes two speed. Right now I'm about 1.5 speed to you because I want to say a lot of things. Urban Lutzer's One Minute After You Die, really good. You should watch that. The Real Heaven by Chip Ingram, that's pretty awesome. Eternity 101 is like a seminar by Randy Alcorn. He speculates a lot, but it's really interesting. Uh, Heaven, One Minute After You Die, that's by Joni Erickson Tata. That's pretty good too, but it's like really, really old. I think it's really old. It looks like it's 80s-ish to me. And then Heaven by Billy Graham, that's pretty good too. So uh, then there's other things on Right Now Media, but if you want to get schooled on eternity and heaven, this is a great place to start. So where will you be one minute after you die? If you were to walk out here, get hit by a car, uh, slip on the sidewalk, hit your head, die, where would you be? So I hope that you share enough with your life, uh, share enough of your life with me that if I get the, uh, the, 
the pleasure, or the, not pleasure, the privilege, not as pleasure, uh, the privilege of doing your funeral, I would be able to share your great faith in Christ and be able to tell other people about how you, for sure, are with Jesus because of your testimony, because what we knew about you. So, number one, why does God allow Christians to die? Well, can you imagine if we all went through this life and nobody ever died? It would be weird. The rich would get richer. The poor might get poorer. You might have a bad job and you might be stuck in it. For I've been working this terrible job for a thousand years. God uh, did take uh, Enoch uh, and Elijah, Elijah and uh, took them out of this world, it appears, without dying. But just about everybody else dies. And I think personally that death can glorify God that as we go through this life, that death is actually a gift as you reach a certain stage in life when you're ready to go, when you're ready to transition and meet Jesus. The whole transition itself can glorify God as you show confidence that, yes, you know you're about to die and you have this full confidence you're going to be in the presence of Jesus. It glorifies God and it makes a difference to the people that are around you. But we know as Christians that when we die that we're not going to be condemned because there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. So we have this confidence that, okay, we're going to die, but uh, we're not perfect and we didn't do everything perfect, but because we believed in Jesus, we're forgiven of our sin and we are allowed to be in Christ's presence. We have that confidence and assurance. Romans 8.20 says, Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse, but with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. So someday, this curse of sin caused by Adam and Eve sinning that started the whole death thing will be over and there won't be death anymore and it will be awesome. And what a great time that will be for those who are in Christ to be able to enjoy that. But really, death is part of the curse for falling into sin. And uh, sometimes death comes much earlier than we ever expected. Uh, sometimes I feel that there's some old people or people that are, are struggling that wish they could go be with Jesus and are just looking forward to the day that they die. Some people get really depressed and they're like, well, I don't see any value in this life. I wish I could just die. But really, if you turn it around and you see yourself as somebody God can use, as you see yourself as an ambassador for Christ, a minister for reconciliation, that you've got a job to do while you're on this earth, that you should bloom where you're planted, look around you and see what you can do to make a difference, that that should give your life meaning. You should stick around and keep living because God can use you and because God can help you to encourage other people, maybe even help people cancel their reservation to hell, maybe even help them to grow in Christ. Your life has meaning in Jesus. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15.25 Christ, Christ must reign until He humbles all His enemies beneath His feet and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. God allows Christians to die, one, because of the curse, and um, again, two, I think that there is something that happens in that transition as we die and then go to be with Jesus that can make a difference in the world around us, can make a difference in the way that people think about God. So let us die confidently and with great assurance. Let us tell all the people around us we can about Jesus as we are exiting this life and headed to the next. One minute after Christians die, they enter the presence. They enter into the presence of the Lord. So one minute after a Christian dies, 
you go straight into the presence of Jesus. Hebrews 2.14, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood, for only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. So, Jesus Christ set the example. He came and lived among us. He died. He rose again. And when we die, we go to be in the presence of the Lord, and we can be free of the fear of dying. Now, there is a fear of, oh, what's gonna, how's it going to happen? Is it going to hurt? Um, what, what kind of things could, could happen as I go through it? What if I lose my mind? What if I, you know? And I think that you can totally trust Jesus to get you through. Uh, many people I have heard, uh, what they were afraid of dying. Christians were afraid of dying, but when the time came, the Holy Spirit helped them, encouraged them, gave them strength to help them to die in a way that glorified God. 2 Corinthians 5.8, we are fully confident we would rather be away from the earthly, these earthly bodies than we will be at home with the Lord. And that's the whole idea, is being in the presence of the Lord, being at home with the Lord. Paul, or Paul writes in Philippians, I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. Or do I stick around and serve the Lord here? So it is a good, healthy thing to be excited to go be with Jesus. Uh, but don't cut your life short because God probably has plans for you. Maybe you don't even realize them yet, but you can keep moving forward. So um, Stephen was martyred and in Acts 7.54, and heaven was opened, and he got a glimpse of heaven. And so in Acts 7.54, the Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation, and they shook their fists at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. So talk about an encouragement as you're being martyred to see a glimpse of heaven. And I am not somebody that hands out books or shows videos or promotes these I uh, spent 90 minutes in heaven or all of these different things because, I mean, could be true. Maybe, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. But some people, um, pastors, talk about being with people as they die, getting glimpses of family members and everything, and that's totally possible. I mean, here it happened to Stephen and Tony Evans. Tony Evans, the pastor down in um, Texas, his wife just died. This article here says that... Um, his wife had cancer. Uh, in late December, she was starting to say goodbye. Lois, 70, had been battling cancer. He says his wife saw a glimpse of heaven. One of the things that I've observed in life and in Scripture is that when people walk with God and He doesn't take them suddenly, He will give them a glimpse of heaven. Oops, let's see what it says. While they're still transitioning from earth. He'll give them a glimpse of heaven while they're still transitioning from earth, He said. He will let them know not only that it's time, but it's okay. Before she died, Lois told her family that she could see her late mother and then later that she saw her late father. For example, she said to some who were gathered in the room, Do you see my mother? Do you see her? She's right over there by the fireplace. Do you see her? Why can't you see her? On another occasion, she said, My father. There's my father. And there was no one in the room physically. She was seeing something as the time of her departure got closer. Evans also said that she had said, Two days, two days, take me up. And he said, Two and a half days later, she died on December 30th. She heard something. She saw something as the time of her departure got nearer. 
like Stephen in Acts, 7, Acts chapter 7, who, when he was being stoned to death, says he saw heaven open and Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father, giving him a standing ovation. When your time of departure comes, you want to be close enough to God that you can hear things that other folk can't see and see things that other folk can't hear. Evans shared. So, people have these experiences and you can't prove it, yes or no, but you can have confidence that when it's your time to go with, be with Jesus, that He will help you through, that He will take you by the hand, that the angels will come and help you to get through at the right time. You don't have to be afraid if you are saved in Christ. So, and you can be sad about it. Jesus wept over Lazarus. Um, so, First um, Thessalonians 4.13, Dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. So, we should be excited for those solid Christians that we know who have gone to be with Jesus, that they are ahead of us, that they have gone to be in Jesus' presence, and we will see them someday. What a great encouragement. One minute after non-Christians die, they are separated from God and eternally punished. And I talked about that last week, but Matthew 25, 31, when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit upon the glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered in His presence and He will separate the people as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at His right hand and the goats at His left. And then the king will say to those on His right, come you who are blessed by My Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Jesus is talking about works being done for the right reason. He's also talking about eternal destinations for people that are in Christ and those who aren't in Christ. And you might look at this and say, well, you know, that's just a, a bunch of works that if I don't do all those works, how can I be assured heaven? Well, you have to read the rest of the progressive revelation of Scripture. A real interesting thing about this, though, is if you are in Christ, if you're growing in Christ, the Holy Spirit will often give you opportunities and prompt your heart to do these kinds of things. He'll prompt your heart to do these kinds of works and to care for others because God is working in you and through you. So what a great thing for us to follow Jesus and serve Jesus and be equipped by Jesus. John 5.28 Don't be so surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of God's Son and they will rise again. Those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life and those who have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment. They'll stand before God and they won't have anything that qualifies them for heaven. I saw Revelation 20.12 I saw the dead both great and small, standing before God's throne, and the books were open, including the book of life, and the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. And we know that a non-Christian can't do enough good works. A non-Christian can't do enough to be made right, that Jesus needs to cover their sin. Jesus died for our sin, and He rose again, and by believing in Jesus, we get His righteousness imputed to us, and we are able to experience Christ's righteousness in us. We need Jesus.
don't know where all the time went. Hebrews 9.27, just as each person is destined to die once after that comes judgment. The believer will be judged for their works. The non-believer will be judged for everything that they did and didn't do, but they will come up short. We want to make it so that people are able to understand what they need to do to be made right with Jesus. So, uh, have one day Christians will get a new and perfect body. Romans 8.23 We believers groan even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as adopted children including the new bodies He has promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. And so, God is going to give us new bodies that will be perfect for what He has for us. Somehow we'll be able to recognize each other, but you should watch some of those videos from Randy Elkhorn or Erwin Lutzer that talks more about our future bodies. So, uh, But someday we will get our own perfect bodies. Philippians 3.21 He will take our weak and mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like His own using the same power with which He will bring everything under His control. All right. So, the question is, is where will you be one minute after you die? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you know for sure that you are saved? Do you know for sure that Jesus is in your life and that if you were to die, that you would go be with Jesus? I know for sure when I asked Jesus Christ to forgive me of my sin and to come into my life and save me, I believe that uh, He adopted me as a child of God, assured me of heaven, gave me the Holy Spirit, and has started a work in me that He's going to complete to make me more and more like Jesus until that perfect time of glorification. But where will you be? Um, to come into that relationship, I prayed. Praying is a great way to express your commitment to the Lord. But I prayed, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my life and save me and make me the person you created me to be. I want to follow you. But when I actually would pray that, I, when I was young, I also said I didn't want to go to hell. So I prayed that too. But Christ came into my life and changed me. So where will you be one minute after you die? And then the second question is, where will they be one minute after they die? I had a video, but I don't have time for it. But basically it was this guy who was trying to share Christ with his neighbor, but didn't want his neighbor to think he was too religious or whatever. So he kind of put the brakes on it. And then the guy died in a motorcycle accident. And did he know Christ? Did he not? I don't know. Where will they be one minute after they die. Only God knows what happens in somebody's heart or mind. Somebody could hear the message and reject it, and at the very last moment receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You don't know if they did that or not. But when you hand out these How to Find God New Testaments, which are on the back table and we have lots of them, there's a whole section in the front that talks about, how, about sin, how we can know Jesus, what is heaven, what is hell, how can we raise our children, how can we pray, how can we grow in Christ. And so this is a great resource for you to hand out. And as you share your faith, as you share a tract, as you share Bible literature, as you share a Bible like this, you can leave it in their hands and the Holy Spirit can use it at a, at a later time that they could pick it up and start to read through it. But where will they be one minute after they die? You want to pray and make yourself available. You want to tell God as you're continually growing in Christ, God, I'm available. Please show me how I can be used of you. Help me to lead lost people to Christ. Help me to be more confident in sharing my faith. Help me to take risks even if I'm rejected because I want to make sure that the people around me are going to heaven or at least they've heard the message. Wouldn't it be terrible if they are standing before the Lord giving an account of their life saying, you know, why didn't Bill, 
who sat in the cubicle next to me, who said he was a Christian, share with me how I could know that I was saved for sure. So with that, we're out of time. But pray about that. Think about that. I had so much more I wanted to say, but... You know, it's pretty exciting, though, to be able to take time and to hear your prayer requests and to pray for that. That's huge. And to hear about Bible quizzers that are learning the Bible and that risked life and limb out in the icy roads to go Bible quiz. I actually told my granddaughters, I said, hey, you know, uh, if not many people show up, you might get more trophies. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if they did or not. But let's, oh, and then my last verse, and I'll be done. The worship team can come come on up here. But this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has life, and whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. I repeat that verse all the time. One of my favorite verses ever. I know I have the Son. We need to make sure that the people around us know how to find Jesus and that we need to be confident of our eternal life. You should become a student, actually, of eternity and eternal life with good Bible resources so that you have that confidence and are willing to make sacrifices to serve Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, I just thank You so much that You have given us an opportunity to serve You and I pray that You would take all these words and use it to motivate us and encourage us and to help lost people get saved. Help save people to grow in their faith. Help us to be used by You to see a purpose for our everyday, Lord, to see a purpose for our life and to be faithful in the way that we live, and the way that we die, because we have a confident assurance that we're going to go directly into your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We invite you to visit River Rock Church 10 a.m. Sundays at 330 South Market Street in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. You can connect with us, find resources to help you grow in your faith, give online to support this ministry, and share your prayer requests with us at riverrockchurch.com. May God bless you. Share Jesus with others this week.